Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for a bank that is ranked in the top 10 nationwide in sur- customer surveys conducted by Forbes and Time Magazine, well, Renaissance is one of those banks. And I think they've finished up in those rankings so high because they serve customers with a personal touch, yet they've got the size and scope that where they're big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them as a business. So if you're looking to uh, for a better experience for your business, banking experience for your business, check out Renaissance Bank. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC, and renaissancebank.com. And now I want to welcome Leslie Day-Herald. Leslie is with Jackson Healthcare. Leslie, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, great to have you in. Let's talk a little bit about you and Jackson Health Healthcare. For the for the three or four people that don't know about Jackson Healthcare, let's give them an introduction, okay? Okay. Um, my name is Leslie DeHarrell, mm-hmm. and um, I am head of corporate real estate and the uh, probably the most uh, beneficial and beautiful part of my job is I oversee associate experience as well. So, and, and employees, so associates are employees in, in your language, That's exactly right? Right. right. That's okay. Exactly right. Wow. That must be a satisfying job, very, particularly given what we're about to talk about. Very much so. I love it. Yeah. Um, so we're here to celebrate some awards that you've received, uh, that, uh, the firm has received, uh, one of fortune's best workplaces for healthcare for the fifth year in a row. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. That's and that's quite a lot of uh, big companies that are part of that list, right? I mean, that's and to be at the top five years in a row is pretty significant. Absolutely, it's stiff competition out there, and I'm so proud of our organization and just the thought leadership. This comes from the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, the support of of both of our, you know, Rick and Shane Jackson. Um, in the culture that they've created. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I, as an employee and associate of Jackson healthcare, I could not be more proud of, of us for, for these awards They that, do not come easily. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. Um, I want to get more into that here in just a second, but the other award we're celebrating that, that was also again, awarded by fortune was, is best, best workplace for women again for the third time, Right. Wow. It's amazing. We're 70% women okay. in our workforce. And, um, and, and so just having that feather in our cap is just, um, it, it's, it's just an amazing award to win. So what is, um, what, what goes into that? I mean, there's, this is not just about having a ping pong table down in the <laughs> break room or something like that. This is, this is serious stuff. And, and, uh, Forbes is a serious publication, and they do um, uh, in-depth work to do these surveys, right, and and to do these rankings. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it, it does. There's a lot goes into becoming a nationally recognized best place to work. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, if I were to put one um, 
sentence behind why and how I think we have won this award year after year is that we strive to make all of our people, all of our associates feel cared for and special. And a lot of work goes into that. I know those are easy words, Mm -hmm. um, but more complicated to execute that. Um, We just ensure that all of our associates feel uniquely loved and cared for um, and that they feel supported so that they can really bring their truest and best selves to work every day. You're the executive vice president of associate experience. Talk about what in, in the, the world of Jackson healthcare, what associate experience means. Well, it means a lot of different things, but yeah. it's really looking at the associate journey, kind of the, the hire to retire journey and mm-hmm. every touch point along the way. And, um, it's really grounded on um, our values, mm-hmm. which we have three core values, growth, wisdom, and others first. Others first is really one of the, the main core value that we lean into, most particularly as it, associ- as it relates to associate experience. Um, it's really the heart of our culture. So others first and what their journey, putting ourselves in their shoes and making sure that we're creating exceptional in memorable moments every step of the way, really from what we call day zero, even before they come into the workplace. It's what does that feel like? What are what emotions are we stirring within that associate? Both their hearts, their mind, are we feeding their souls? It's it's very holistic approach to every touch point from the moment they start until they retire. And w- just to be clear, when you say growth – because you mentioned that as a key key component there, you mean growth in the individual, uh, right? I mean, not Correct. not the whole overall. Not, the company. Co- not, no. not that you don't care about growth in the company, right. but but th- that growth in the individual comes first. That's exactly right. Well, and one would argue that if you do that piece right, the revenue and all of the other pieces of the company that that will grow as well. But no, growth really refers to the individual, right. both professionally and personally. Um, and we spend a lot of time really pouring into our associates to develop them. That's terrific. So, uh, what what about this that you think is really makes Jackson Healthcare unique? I mean, what, the, the, these are, and you kind of alluded to it. I mean, a lot of companies say they do some of these things. Some some are all of these things. But what what is it that makes Jackson Healthcare? particularly unique is it the intentionality with which you pursue these goals i would say yes and i guess speaking uh, first of all with my role and my involvement with this sort of my my real estate background so for starters um we create beautiful environments and Mm. that is part of the reason three years ago that um we very intentionally built the campus that we built and that was not a um a small goal by Mm -hmm. any means. It was a very, uh, you know, four year long project and it's a beautiful campus. It's a, an Italian Renaissance campus. Um, very, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It sort of takes you away when you walk on our campus. And that was very purposeful. That was not a, a show off move. This was a very deliberate, um, decision to make our associates feel that they're a part of something beautiful and wonderful because we feel like when people feel like they're in beautiful workspaces then they do beautiful work they're productive they feel that they're a part of something special something part or uh, bigger than they are and so we 
really spent a lot of time making sure that um, we created these intentional workspaces. And, you know, now our associates really in today's world, they like to be able to work whenever, however, in whatever way possible. And even in 2019, when we delivered the building, we were so thoughtful with what their workspace looked like. Our, you know, you spend so many hours in the workplace. Um, and so we created pretty much any environment that you want. If you want to sit, if you want to stand, if you want to be inside, if you want to be outside, if you want social settings, if you want collaborative spaces, if you want very private spaces, we created all of that. Um, it would have been much easier to have just built a building that you go in, you sit at a desk and you work. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to be able to really tap into bringing out the best in every individual with how they work best. And so, um, you know, in addition to that, we have a beautiful on-site fitness center, absolutely state-of-the-art. We built a childcare facility as well. We have 50 um, young children that are on campus as well, and that delivered in 2019 as well. Um, We have a wellness center, an on-site clinic. We have all of these spaces to really take care of the whole person. So it's not just what we say, but it's what we do. These, these beautiful um, spaces that we've created that take care of people's, you know, all of their needs. Sure. Um, so this facility was uh, planned some time ago, mm-hmm. well before the pandemic. Yes. And what you have done, the company has done, is uh, you really really ahead of the curve, right? I mean, in terms of the way you handle your real estate and um, facilities for your comp for your company and your employees, your associates. Yeah, I would say so because I think the difference is, you know, the questions that people are now asking. We were asking five, six, seven years ago about right. what matters to mm-hmm. you as an associate. What what can we do to help you produce your best work and feel your best every day? And so, you know, we asked the questions, we listened, and we built a space to accommodate that. And yeah. so, um, you know, now flexibility is the name of the game, right? Everybody wants to be able to work whenever, however, you know, complete flexibility. And even though we had not really prepared for the hybrid workspace, one might argue that we may not have built a campus quite as big or a building quite as big then all of the components within it are things that I feel like other companies are now kind of scrambling, trying to figure out, well, how do we give this to our associates? How do we do this? And um, we've already got that. The space is already there. It already contemplated so many of these things because these are, these are just basic inherent needs that people have. And, and so I'm very proud that we were able to meet those needs really well before um, the pan, you know, yeah. Before the new needs arose from the pandemic. Well, and you know, I mentioned ping pong tables. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a ping pong table. It's just when it's bolt on as a reaction to something, as opposed to intentionally planned as part of a bigger initiative, that's an entirely different matter. And Jackson healthcare obviously went after the latter course, as opposed to just simply reacting to the issue of the day. That's right. That's right. You know, and even on that same note, something that, that just recently came to mind, um, because so much that you hear about now is empathy in the workplace. And, mm-hmm. you know, going back to what I mentioned a few minutes ago about our core values, growth, wisdom, and others first, really, in these values have been stated for many, many years within the organization. Um, and if you think about others first, that really is empathy. Mm-hmm. It really is saying, let me 
put myself in your shoes. Let me understand where you're coming from. And so if you think about it, those three factors, knowing that those have been the driving force behind the decisions that we've made for many, many years as a company, even when it pertains to how we built our beautiful work environment, others first, what do you need? What Mm -hmm. makes you, what, what can we do to make you flourish? Speaking of that, uh, Leslie, the, the, I don't know the components of the fortune survey, but I do know that most of these surveys and when it comes to best workplace for women, childcare is a major piece of those surveys. And you mentioned the childcare part of that. Talk about um, that specific piece of what you offer uh, and what that does for um, how that serves your women who are employees. Well, it's a wonderful bridge for mothers who also want to have a career, grow their careers and grow their families at the same time. Jackson Healthcare is a wonderful platform in which to do that. And um, I guess about six years ago, we really started hearing a lot from our parents. You know, they felt like they were having to make that decision whether to pursue their career or to pursue a family because they couldn't find adequate childcare or childcare that they felt good about and having Having their young ones near is important um, in coming back into the workforce. And as a mom of three, I completely understand that. And so um, our our head of HR and I really spent a lot of time searching the market, trying to see what best practices were and um, what we found, what we believe to be one of the best providers in the country to help partner with us. And so in 2019, we built a, um, a, a 50-child infant center Mm. and it's right there on campus. So our moms can, we have nursing rooms in there. We also have nursing rooms within each of the buildings on the floor, but Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful that the the moms and the dads can walk down. They can come visit with their children during the day, play with their children during the day for nursing moms. There are opportunities they can go down and, um, and just spend that quality time with their children. So it is, it's been a great, um, attraction for or not attraction but um you know attracting talent to come in to jackson healthcare and we have been at capacity now for several years to the point that we are having conversations about the need to expand um we have a very healthy uh female population Mm -hmm. and so we're you know lots lots of babies abound and um and so we we are very hopeful that we are going to be expanding in the next 12 months to accommodate for more and again it's listening to what our our women and and dads mm-hmm. you know we have plenty of dads sure. that um you know bring their kids in every day as well and it's listening to what those needs are um we want women to feel that they can have it all and um this is a huge part of that leslie day harrell is with us folks she is the executive director of associate experience and the head of corporate real estate at jackson Healthcare. so you mentioned all these different initiatives um, like child care, um, and t- you also mentioned listening. So it sounds like what you did was go out and talk to your employees as you plan this facility. You talk to your employees, and then it's not just the facility. It's, it's ongoing and what you do, like maybe potential additions or, or uh, what works and what doesn't. It sounds like you're, you're, you're keeping your ear to the ground. Absolutely. And that's a huge part of my role is to um, 
is to ask questions and listen. And I do that through several different modalities. Um, some of them I conduct focus groups. Some I do one-on-one interviews. I do listening tours. We do surveys. We ask a lot of questions. And, and I've had people ask me before, you know, well, how are you guys different? How is Jackson Healthcare different than other companies? And I would say that is one of the single greatest things that we do. And we do a lot of things that I'm so proud of. But we ask a lot of questions. And we ask and we listen. Mm-hmm. We listen, we're agile, we pivot, and we make adjustments as we need. And so, um, you know, that all feeds into our culture. I mean, you can't hold on to your culture too tightly. You'll suffocate it. You've got, it's a living, breathing thing, mm-hmm. and you continue to evolve that culture by asking, you know, what, what matters most to to your associates? And so that is one of the joys of my job that I get to do. And um, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of asking, a lot of listening. And then I take that feedback back to our leadership and we're able to make real-time adjustments to that. And and frankly, that is, um, I think, why we were so successful even during the pandemic um, with getting people back to work, you know, mm-hmm. back into the office, I should say. We didn't stop working. We continued right. working, but it was um, kind of, you know, reentry back into the workplace um, because we we were able to pivot. We took real-time feedback from our associates. We made adjustments, and some examples of that would be, you know, childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, we we modified schedules for childcare. We allowed part-time for childcare, they, you know, unique needs that came up as a result of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We left our clinic open. Our clinic, on-site clinic, never shut down during the pandemic. So our associates that needed ongoing care were able to come in. Now, leave aside COVID care that was handled elsewhere. But sure. as far as just ongoing care for our associates, um, that never stopped. We um, even kept our food service going in a modified format. But again, we listened to what people needed. We wanted to create as much normalcy as we could because that's what we heard a lot during the pandemic is we just want things to feel as normal as possible. Well, you know, that was a tall order, but we tried to um, maintain that sense of normalcy. Our fitness facility stayed open for the most part. Again, we cut back in certain areas, but we didn't completely erase everything that our associates knew and we knew how important that was to them. Um And so I I think listening has just been a huge, huge part to our success and will continue to be. What, how do you, um, as part of that list, I mean, this is a lot of different, um, modalities as you, to use your word in terms of how you, um, get this feedback and, and, um, talk to your associates. How do you measure what's what you pursue and what you don't. I mean, because you're getting a whole lot of feedback Mm -hmm. and, and, and from all that work that you're doing. Well, we just, we have a lot of conversations. We have a wonderful executive team. Mm -hmm. We work so closely together and um, usually we'll just bring feedback, talk about it. And I'll tell you more often than not, it's, I mean, yes, data helps drive a lot of decisions, but so much of it is just intuition. We just know what feels right, kind of the fiber of our organization. Um, just w- w- we follow our gut. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds so simplistic, but, but really, really it's in time after time, our leadership has demonstrated that it's not always about the bottom line. We're going to do what's right. We're going to do, we're going to listen to what our, our to what our associates need and then just kind of follow our hearts and follow our instincts on, uh, what we know to be right. 
that lives our culture. So you mentioned childcare. Um, we've talked a lot about that, but uh, what, what are there specific programs you can point to that have come about because of that employee feedback? Yeah. Um, a couple of things just most recently, um, you know, there's obviously post pandemic, I'm going to call it that. I don't know if we're officially in post pandemic, <laughs> but I'm a positive person. So I like it, I'm going to say we're way past it let's now. Do, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, mental health became a huge topic mm. of conversation mm-hmm. and um, I'm a positive psychology practitioner. So I'm very big advocate of mental well-being for our associates and um, you know, our folks, there was no one person that was left unchanged by the pandemic. And one of the things that we realized people really did come back a little bit different than how they left before COVID Mm -hmm. and mental health obviously is getting a lot of talk in, in our community and the world at large. And so um, we have provided as much mental health support that we could. We've done this a couple of different ways. We offered um, both a nationally recognized as well as a local um, psychologist and psychiatrist to do webinars for us to help to help um, not only individuals, but also parenting. We're heard from a lot of associates saying, I don't know what to do. My, my children are acting out now, or we're having issues in the home that we didn't have before, you mm-hmm. know, especially ones that had young children, right. homeschooling moms were fried. They were trying to work. They were trying to be moms. They were trying to be teachers and all of these. And so, you know, we heard that feedback. And so we provided um, a month long webinar session, the month of May, um, around mental well-being that spoke very specifically on, you know, moms and how to help care for some of these em- these emerging and new needs for children at, um, as well. Um, we brought in therapy dogs so that oh, once wow. a week we have therapy dogs that come in. Those have been wildly um, successful. People <laughs> love those. Originally, we just did it for the month of May around mental health. But our folks said, gosh, we love that. You know, just getting away from my desk just de-stressed me. It changed the whole outcome of my day. I love that. So now that's part of our ongoing program. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, you know, what are some of the things? That was one of the outputs we just continued. Um the take-home meals, um, we have a fabulous chef in our restaurant, and um, we heard that a lot from our associates saying, I just don't have time to cook anymore. I feel like I'm you know, burning at both ends. I mean, burnout is a real thing now, as sure. everyone knows. Right. Um, and so a lot of moms were just saying, gosh, if I could just sort of short shorthand it when it comes to dinner. So our chef created these beautiful and economical subsidized from our company Mm -hmm. um, take home meals. I mean, fresh salmon with rosemary. I mean, they're beautiful. They're gourmet meals, economical. You can take home, pop in the oven and have a fabulous five-star meal for your home, for your family. Wow. Um, That is one of the things that resulted. um, And of course, hybrid work schedules. I mean, I I would be Mm -hmm. remiss if I didn't talk about the hybrid work schedule, but um, ours is one that is so thoughtful to um, the unique needs of every individual and to the company needs as well. And I would say based on um, the numbers and the data that I see, it's working really well. We have about 60% of our people that are on campus every day, very consistently. Um, and one of the the things I'm particularly proud of is um, we started what we call Better Together events. We heard a lot of people say that they are craving connection. They want mm. social outlets, you know, safe social outlets 
and um, just an opportunity to to have fellowship with one another. And so at the beginning of this year, we started what we call Better Together events, and this sort of sprung out of a um, a platform that we started during COVID called Positively JH, and it was really using positive psychology as a platform to just just sort of infuse positivity into the workplace. And so this was sort of a it lives under the the umbrella of Positively JH, but they're called Better Together events. And we've done so many fun things this year where we've brought people back on campus, um, where we've had you know eight hundred, nine hundred people. We've got about eleven, so about eighty percent of our population would come on campus. Whereas right now we're operating at about sixty percent, mm-hmm. but we have fun events, whether it's big barbecues that we have in the piazza or um, these extravagant shopping events or, you know, fun things for Earth Day where we, you know, just just do things that that create that sense of camaraderie, sure. fellowship, connection with each other. And so that resulted from people just saying, I'm craving this, I need this. And, um, and that's just been hugely successful, so much so that we are going to continue that into um, 2023 as well. Well, and these little, I guess maybe this is not the way you look at it, but it's what it sounds like. These these uh, experiments end up being something that people respond to, and it's easy to say, "Hey, we let's continue this, right?" Because it has such uh, you get such positive feedback on That's it. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, we we don't ever assume that we've got all of the answers, but we know that that our associates do, and they're going to help lead us in the right direction. And so again, it goes back to, we're very um, active listeners and we're not afraid to change. And we're not afraid to say if we made a mistake, I mean, I can't think of anything that we've tried that was a complete bust, but you know, if we, if we did try something that the associate said, yeah, that didn't really do much for me, then, um, then we wouldn't do it anymore. But yeah, yeah, we, we just, yeah, we pivot. We've learned to pivot well. I love it. Uh, Leslie DeHiro, folks, she is with Jackson Healthcare. Uh, Leslie, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about just your own journey and how that impacts you as a woman in the, in the workplace. And you, as you said, you're a mom of three, so you understand those issues, um, uh, trying to balance all the, the plates on the sticks, as it were, <laughs> um, it being in that role. Talk about your journey and how that informs the work that you do today, the decisions you make today. Absolutely. Um, well, my career start was really skewed. And I will tell you, and this is something I honestly don't talk about enough, and I should because I really am very vocal now about empowering women in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of this passion comes from my wobbly start. And I'll tell you just really quickly a little bit about that. Um, you know, in in the early 90s, I, well, let me, let me take one step further back than that. When I was in high school, that was not in the nineties. When I was in high school, I will never forget my art teacher. Um, I had the opportunity to go perform a dance at the blue bonnet bowl and Mm. I needed to be, I, I had an assignment that was due and I asked if I could have an extension on it and, you know, asked very nicely, smiled to my teacher. And she said, Leslie, you know what, that, that, smile of yours and being nice all the time is not going to get you where you need to be. I'm going to let you, I'll give you a pass this one go around, but this is a life lesson you need to learn. Um, and so that stuck in my brain that like, okay, mm. nice people never get anywhere. And especially, you know, being a woman in the workplace, yeah, will that work? Um, my first job 
I, you know, this was a time in the 80s when Melrose Place was out. And for any of you that are as old as I am, you'll remember you'll remember Heather Locklear, Amanda. Mm-hmm. She was mean. She was shrewd. Um, and that was kind of my sense of reality in order to be a successful woman in the workplace, mm. um, that she needed to be that way. And I knew that that was not who I was. So, you know, keeping in mind my high school art teacher that said, being nice isn't going to get you anywhere. That smile's not going to get you what you want out of life. And then, you know, this role model of Melrose plays combined with my first boss, whom I absolutely loved and adored, but, um, had a very different perspective. I know in my interview, I was asked if I had any, and I'm using air quotes here, any baggage. And I think he thought, I thought he thought I was from out of town. I said, no, 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 I didn't bring any baggage with me. Um, I'm, I'm local. And he said, no, 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 I'm talking about kids. Oh dear. And you know, now that is definitely not. And again, I love, I understand what, where we were going with this, but, but so this sort of put a lot of initial thoughts in my mind, you know, um, to, I guess to, to not allow yourself to fully embrace your femininity in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, I, I felt like I was groomed the first five, seven years of my career to be very robotic, to be very manlike. Um, that same boss who I do truly love, you know, he said, I want um, full body coverage. I don't want to see skin from your ankle to your neck. And so I, I remembered the quandary of, oh my gosh, I mean, I had to wear my hair back in a bun. I mean, no skin. And I get it. He wanted me to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. But again, you start adding up all of these things going, okay, I I can't show any heart at work. I need to be like a man. I need to be robotic. Um, And so it took me many years. And again, working in real estate, predominantly male dominated field. Mm -hmm. I understand what my old boss was getting at and he was trying to, you know, make sure that I uh, was taken seriously. But um, what it taught me was to hide my heart and to hide leading with love. And that's really just who I am. So it led to a lot of incongruencies within my, my own existence. And, and so I would tell women, don't ever compromise your femininity and don't lose and don't be ashamed of leading with your heart. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I love, this is probably part of my why, I started working for Jackson Healthcare 11 years ago was because I felt like it was the first place where as a woman, I really could fully embrace being a woman in a career, you know, in, in the corporate real estate uh, field. And um, I know I'm being kind of long winded, but no, I think um, there's this a lot is really to an this. important story. Oh, well, I realize that this is hard to unpack in such a short period yeah. of time, but, but I think um, sort of the moral is, Women, we can have it all. We can do everything. The key is working for an environment, working for a company that has a culture that embraces that, that celebrates that, and that allows you to to really lead with love. And and there, it's needed. It's desperately needed in the workplace. And so don't ever hold back on that. Well, it's desperately needed in the world. Well, it is. <laughs> Cer- right. Certainly, um, but definitely, most definitely the workplace. And I, I think sharing that story, I appreciate you sharing that story, first of all. Thank you. Um, but sharing that story, I think you give uh, other women uh, license and the freedom to, to tell a story that maybe they need to tell, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We tend to want to hide that sometimes and, and be very stoic and, um, right. you know, but 
the stiff life, upper lip thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But life is messy. We just sometimes have to. We have to embrace it and just be real about it and real with each other and to support other women in the workplace. Well, and and you and again as as we talk about today, um, I can see how that experience uh, and that journey really draws a lot of things out in you and you see things in, in your associates uh, that maybe you, your peers might not see. Right. I mean, uh, and, and so that's a, that's just, I, I, it's wonderful that you told that. So thank you. Oh, certainly. Yeah, thank you. that's great. So let's, um, wow. Um, I'm, I'm blown away by that. So mm-hmm. thank you again for sharing that. Um, Leslie, that was terrific, and I think what we need to do is give folks directions uh, on where they can find you because I can't imagine there aren't some uh, potential employees that have heard this interview and might want to know more about Jackson Healthcare and the opportunities that you offer at your company. Yeah, I'd love to hear from anybody. Um, you can reach me at L Harrell. L H A R R E L L at Jackson Healthcare Healthcare.com, or you can just go to the Jackson Healthcare.com website and you can find me there. Terrific. Leslie Day Harrell with Jackson Healthcare. Leslie, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. John. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick reminder if you're uh, in your small business, if you've got uh, a whole lot of stress because of whole lots of paper that's laying around and books that you hadn't gotten to and marketing work that you need done and administrative tasks that are piling up and you don't have help. I've got an answer for you. It involves picking up the phone and calling the great folks at office angels, or you can go to officeangels.us and learn more. They restore joy to the life of small business owners, enabling you as a small business owner to focus on what you do best They're not a tip agency or placement firm. Office Angels matches business owners' support needs with angels who fly in, get the job done, and they fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as-needed basis. And uh, speaking of caring for women, they honor and support at-home experts, most of whom are women, who wish to keep working on an as-needed basis. So you get some expertise that uh, you might be surprised at by dealing with SES Cabido, the chief executive angel and the folks at office angels. They do great work. They do uh, a lot of work for me and I love the, uh, what they do. So uh, officeangels.us is where you can find more information. And folks, just a quick thought for you, North Fulton business radio. This is show number, I don't know, five seventy or something like that. Uh, we've gotten this far because you have supported us over the years, and we are grateful for that support. And we're here to honor, celebrate, and uh, showcase the great work of business leaders like Leslie. And if you could please share the show as you see fit uh, to folks that you think would be interested in what uh, Leslie has talked about today or any of our shows, we greatly appreciate it. You would help us um do that work and fulfill our mission of supporting the work of great business leaders and being the voice of business in North Fulton. So for my guest, Leslie Day Harrell, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.